Welcome to another inspirational podcast at Real Life Church. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com. What's up, Real Life? How are you guys doing this morning? That's right. You guys looking good, looking good. Got a lot of energy out there. Hey, uh, I want to start off real quick. Just uh, thank Pastor Sean for just giving me this opportunity. Man, I, I started thinking about what I was going to talk about and going through stuff, and then think about all the stuff that he spoke on in the past, and I looked at the date that he gave me to speak on. What's today's date? Cinco de Mayo. I'm like, what's up with that, Pastor Sean? Come on. I don't even, typecasting, I don't even like tequila. Come on. That's terrible. I feel pigeonholed, that's right, typecast. Hey, no, a lot of you guys don't know all of our history, but man, Sean and I, we go back a long ways. In fact, I was one of his uh, first teachers at church, uh, college and career class that my wife and I taught for a long time. And then I was actually on the board that made the recommendation to hire him to uh, his first full-time youth pastor. He's forgiven me since then, so, but we had a great time. And since, since then, we've just done ministry things after ministry things, just weird things like finishing concrete floors. I was even in the building the night that he got his head split open for Jesus. Can you guys believe that? He sacrificed himself that much. Dodgeball is a dangerous sport. That's right. So I look forward just to everything that Sean and Diane are doing. I know God's blessed them, and it's just been awesome to be a part of that and just, you know, just grow with them. And we look forward to what happens in their lives and at real life. So today I want to hit pause. As Pastor Sean talked about, we are in week three of a series called Playlist. So if you're new here, you might be thinking, you know, what's going on? What is this? You guys are playing secular songs? And I was talking to somebody at work about this, and he's like, you guys played Lady Gaga? I'm like, yeah. He's like, I don't get that. And this guy had never gone to church before. But here's what we believe in real life. We will leverage, and we will do anything outside of sin to leverage and bring something into God's kingdom. Can you guys say amen? That's right. So, and we have a really awesome model in this. Jesus did it, and Paul did it. And, you know, Jesus throughout the scriptures, he used parables, right? Do you guys know what a parable is? It's a story. And he took the stories of his culture and he pulled them in and he just sucked people into it. And then he would give them something from God's word. And Paul did the same thing. And Paul quoted all these pagan gods and these pagan priests. And it almost would be today just like take the craziest Wiccan, craziest religion you've ever thought of. And, you know, us sitting up here quoting from them. And so it wasn't that Jesus and Paul you know, he, it wasn't like they were saying that yet. Yeah, these guys got all together. But sometimes our culture asks some really great questions, don't they? And so I don't care if it's Johnny Cash, Lady Gaga, or some of the movies that we watch. Our culture is looking for something. And though they have the great questions, they just don't have the answers because the truth and the answers are found in the Bible, in God's word, in Jesus himself. And so when we step back, we can, we can shine a light on some of the things that they're looking for. And so that's simply why we do this. We want to leverage and bring in God's truth and shine a light on our culture and say, this is truth and this is how God explains it. And so I believe something here, all truth is God's truth. You guys believe that? It's true. 
And so if it's God's truth, it's true, true, and we can use it and we can leverage it for the kingdom and for God's causes. So back up a little bit. So in the first week, we did do a Lady Gaga song and it was called A Million Reasons. And so the whole idea was that there was a million reasons for you guys to quit. The enemy's going to give you a million reasons to stay home, give up. But God gives you one good reason to keep the course and keep moving on. In the second week, we talked about a song called Scars to Beautiful. And, you know, as Sean was talking about, we all have image issues about our bodies, whatever. But in Christ Jesus, we are his masterpiece. And so if you didn't get a chance to listen to that, I would encourage you to go back and check that out. And I want to plug next week's message. Diane is going to bring an awesome message from God's word on Mother's Day. So can you guys get up for Diane? That's right. So I got to keep this up a little bit because she's just going to blow it out of the water next week. So I'm really excited about that. But today's message is we're going to talk about a song called Something Just Like This. And this is for those of us that just don't think that we're enough. We don't have it figured out. Work is a struggle. Home is a struggle. Man, I can't figure it out for my kids. I'm not measuring up. I'm not leading them well. Man, I can't figure it out with my spouse either. And we're talking about divorce. You know, I don't figure out what is going on. I am not enough for that person. And you could just put title after title. I'm not enough as a coach, a teacher. Whatever that might be, you guys are probably or have felt like that at some time in your life. So again, this message is for those of us that just don't feel like we're enough. But here's the other thing that I think a lot of us don't realize. We think it's all about us. But here's the reality. We are in a spiritual battle, right? We're in a spiritual war. And so we have the devil. The Bible says he walks through this earth like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And sometimes I think we listen to these, these messages and the, and, and the enemies whispering, you're not enough. You're broken. Give up. You can't do it. Or maybe you were like me. I was, a relation, I was raised in a, in, a, in a Christian environment, and, and thank God that I was. And I learned so much from it. But I also took some baggage from it. And maybe you guys have been there as well. Did you ever get the list of rules that were up to here? Man, I never measured up. Did you guys? I didn't see myself there, you know. If you don't do this, if you don't do that, if you didn't do that, and you have to do it in this way, in this order, and in this timeline, you're not good enough. And so what do we, what do we tell ourselves? Man, I don't, I don't, I don't look like that. I, I must not be good enough for God. So the enemy is whispering. Or maybe, maybe you're just on social media. Maybe you're walking through the pages of Facebook or looking at Instagram. And you're like, man, look at those guys. They got it all together. How come I don't have that? How come I can't perform that way? How come God hasn't blessed me that way? Maybe I am being judged. Maybe I am not enough. And we see everybody with, with their makeup on and all put together and perfect. And when we think about ourselves, what's the image that we think of? It's the one that when we roll out of bed, if I had hair, it'd be all messed up, but I don't. But we don't have, we're not all put together. We look in the mirror and that's who we see. And we see a person that doesn't measure up. We don't think that God can use us. Maybe just you have a standard in your, in your own mind of who you want to be. And every day you try and you keep pushing forward and you're like, I still don't make it. I don't measure up. I want you to know that you are not alone in this room if you felt that way. In fact, everybody here has. We've all felt just like that at some point. So I want to read through these lyrics real quick in this song that the guys are going to perform in a minute. So the song is something just like this. 
And it starts this way. It says, I've been reading books of old, the legends and the myths. Achilles and his gold, Hercules and his gifts. Spider-Man's control and Batman with his fists. And clearly, I don't see myself upon that list. But she said, where do you want to go? How much do you want to risk? I'm not looking for somebody with some superhuman gifts, some superhero, some fairy tale bliss, just something that I can turn to, somebody I can kiss. I want something just like this. Man, when you guys hear this song in a minute, you're gonna, this song is going to resonate with you. But I want you to know it's not just because of the cool beats or the good sounds or even the amazing vocals that you guys are going to hear. The lyrics are going to touch you because we all want something. We all want someone that will believe in us. And not something, or not because of something that we project, that we pretend to be, but for who we really are. And there's a reason why we want something. We want somebody to believe in us. And I think it's oftentimes because we still don't really believe in ourselves. And I don't think we believe in ourselves because we don't realize how much God values us and what he thinks about us. Because if we did, we wouldn't have this inferiority issue. We would know that we're valued, that God cares about us. And throughout the pages of scripture, God has messages for you that says you were loved. You were, you were, you were, you were looked after. He believes in you. And so I want to read a few of these before the guys get started. And here's the guy we're going to talk about in a little bit. And his name's David. And in Psalms 139, he says this, talking about God. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. And I know that full well. Man, does that resonate? You know, some of us are like, no, 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 no. You still, you don't understand me. I'm, I, that's not me. God didn't think about me. Hit pause, slow down. Listen to Paul, Ephesians 2. For we are God's handiwork. Man, a lot of translations don't use the word handiwork. They use the word masterpiece. You guys are a masterpiece. He says, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which, prepared God, or which God prepared in advance for us to do. That means you have a purpose. And you may say, man, what is that purpose? I don't think I have a purpose. I'm here for, you know, I'm just floating through this world. And then that's not true. The enemy is whispering a lie. And I look throughout the crowd here, and I'm not going to name names, but I can see each person in here. And I think to myself, man, what did God gift that person with? What is that person's purpose? And I can see that in every person here. And I want you to know that is there for you. And God has something for you. And again, maybe you're sitting there like, yeah, 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 whatever. You don't know what I've done. I've done this and I've done that. And you're probably right. I don't know that. I don't know what it is, but I know what is in my own life. And I know God still has something better for you. So put a pin on those emotions, hang them up here for a second, and we'll get back to it. We're going to talk about some other guys that had some issues. But I want you to know this. You may look at yourself and see everything that you're not, but God looks in and sees all that you are, and he wants someone just like you. So the worship team's gonna perform this song for you real quick, so as they do that, I really want you guys to listen to the lyrics and hear what God has for you in them. The reading books of old, 
The legends and the myths Achilles and his gold Achilles and his gifts A Spider-Man's control And Batman with his fist But clearly I don't see myself upon that list She said, where'd you wanna go? How much you wanna risk? I'm not looking for somebody with some superhuman gifts Some superhero some fairy tale bliss Just something I could turn to Somebody I could kiss I want something just like this right can we give it up for those guys and you guys did a great job thank you so much 
Man, I'd love to go around if I had the time and just, you know, ask each one of you guys, who's your favorite superhero? But show of hands real quick. Who's su- Superman? Anybody? Oh, just one. Come on now. Who? You guys better not tell me uh, Deadpool. I don't want to go for that one. So I, I wore Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, you guys back to us, right? I wore Spider-Man did, you know, today. He was one of my favorite ones. He's got a great saying. With great power comes... That's right. So we look at these superheroes, and they don't even have to be a superhero in a movie or a comic book. They can be just guys that are just knocking it out in the world. You know, I think of like Bill Gates. Spent all this money to try to cure malaria. Or I think about, you know, just some of these pastors that just make a huge difference, whether it's Craig Rochelle or Joel Osteen or whoever, guys that have sold out to God. And we look at these guys and we say, man, that's just not me. I can't be that. You know, but if any of you guys are, you know, you got to talk to, you know, Sean and me, if any of you guys are like Batman and have a billions of dollars laying around, we'll talk to you. We'll use it. We'll use that gift. So no amen, Sean. Amen. That's right. You know, we all think that we have to have all this, you know, this uh, social leverage, you know, well, you know, Barry, I could make a difference if I had a million YouTube subscribers or if I had 50, you know, 50,000 Facebook friends and we buy this lie and the enemy's back in your ear, but you're not that guy. You're not that woman. You can't do it. You're not famous. You're not powerful. You're not wise. And the Bible speaks into that. In 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 1, verses 26 through 28, God hits this right in our face. And I want you to follow along with me. He says, brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. And he's talking to the Christians in the early church. These are the people right after Jesus was gone. Think about what you were. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many of you were influential. Not many of you were noble of noble birth. You know, is that us? Is that who we are? I, I think it probably is. You know, we're not always the best of the best. But here's the best part. And then it says, but God. Can you guys say that with me? But God. But God is, comes in. And God chooses the foolish. And God chooses the weak. And God chooses the lowly. And I know that's where we all come out at a lot of times. But those but God moments, man, they're so awesome because they speak to who we love to root for. And we love to root for what? The underdog. And that's who we all know that we are ultimately. You know, when we're honest with ourselves, we know we don't have it all put together. We don't have it all figured out. We know <clears throat> that we have baggage. And so one of my favorite stories is this. And it's one that if, even if you haven't been in church, you probably know this. This is David and Goliath. And it was a situation where you have this little shepherd boy real young teenager, and he goes in and he fights one of the greatest warriors of all time, nine foot tall Goliath, but God, but God shows up in that instance, and we're all rooting for him, he's like, yeah, David, you can do it, and until that happens, we're not sure God's going to show up, but he does, and he empowers somebody that everybody else overlooked, and maybe you're in that same boat today, maybe you've been overlooked, and God's waiting to empower you, there's a few guys that I want to talk about And there's a famous, a famous chapter in the Bible in Hebrews chapter 11. It's called the Heroes Hall of Fame or the Hall of Faith, whatever you guys want to call it. And a lot of these, a lot of these names you will be familiar with. And the first one is this, is Noah. And Noah was this awesome guy. He built the ark. He built an ark, a boat, when it had never even rained on the earth at this point. And he ended up restarting all of civilization and all of life. God used him to do that. Or how about Abraham. Abraham was a man that God called out of a a, a land that we know as Iraq today and called him to uh, a a new land, which was Israel. And he became a father of many nations. God called him and he used him. Or how about Moses? 
Everybody knows the story of the Ten Commandments and, and Moses going down and, you know, walking to Pharaoh, let my people go. Moses led his people out of bondage, out of slavery, and led them into the promised land. And again, David. David killed Goliath. He became a king. And here's the most cool part. He was called a man after God's own heart. Wouldn't you guys like to be known as that? Man, there goes, there goes Adam Embry. He's a man after God's own heart. So April told me, right? That's, so, this, you know, what, a, what an awesome title to know. But here's the cool thing about the Bible, and I've had this discussion with a lot of people, you know, especially ones that aren't in church. Here's the thing. The Bible never hides the flaws, the, fallo, the, the, the fallible parts, and the warts of, of, of its heroes and leaders. And so, and you guys may not appreciate this, you, you, I may be getting old, but, you know, as I read the Bible growing up, I was like, I'm waiting for somebody in the background to start saying, Jerry, 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 right? Because, man, there was some screwed up stuff on that TV show, and there's some screwed up stuff in the Bible. If you read very, you can't read very far, and you can't read very far into these guys' lives and say, man, what is going on? How did these guys make it into the Hall of Faith? Noah. Noah, after he got off the ark, planted a vineyard, and the joker got so drunk, he passed out naked in his tent for just anybody to see. Beacon of virtue right there, right? Abraham. Abraham went to Egypt, and he met with the Pharaoh. The dude was so scared of Pharaoh, he had his wife Sarah with him and said, Oh, that's not my wife. That's my sister. He said, Yeah, you can have her. And so Pharaoh goes to take Sarah as his wife just to save his own skin. What a great husband, right? My hero. Moses. What did Moses do? Moses, the guy that led the Egypt or that led uh, led Israel out of Egypt. Before that, he murdered a guy, straight up murdered him, and ran and hid for forty years. Is that somebody you guys want to put up on a pedestal? Not normally. David. David's my favorite. Powerful king, guy that killed Goliath, he killed ten thousand Philistines at least. Skipped out on a battle, stayed home. Found a girl he liked, committed adultery, got her pregnant. And when he couldn't hide it, couldn't figure out how to cover it up, this guy, he went, he went the whole way, killed her husband, and then took her as his wife to hide it. Is that a guy you guys want to follow? So the question becomes is, how did they make it? How did they get into the Hall of Fame? How did God lift these guys up as paragons of virtue and faith? And that's just it. God doesn't honor them for their perfection. God honors them for their faith. It's the same thing with you. God's not looking for your perfection because it's not there. It's never going to be there. Don't look for it. Be faithful. Faith in Christ makes extraordinary heroes out of ordinary people. Man, we're all ordinary. But that doesn't mean God can't use you. The God that raised Jesus from the dead will take your life and he will take it further than you ever thought. And he can make you a hero in your own situation. And just think about Moses. You know, we think about this guy in the Bible. He was an ordinary guy. Put yourself in his position. It's not that hard to do. He didn't even want to go down. He stuttered. He didn't want to go talk to Pharaoh. But God used him. And God empowered him. And when they got to the part where they were going to cross the Red Sea, and he raised out that staff and touched the water and it split wide open, he wasn't a superhero. Can you imagine the awe and the wonder that was in his own life saying, but God, I'm just this ordinary person. 
so ordinary, so sinful. But man, God still used him. And that's us. That can be you. You may not be who you want to be, but because of Christ, you're exactly who you need to be. And come back. I told you to put a pin in it. Get rid of those emotions. Yeah, you've done this. You've done that. Who cares? God has put you in a context. God has put you in a position that I will never be in. You will meet people that I will never know. You will influence people that I will never get to talk to. You can be a hero in that situation. God will use you in your ordinary circumstances. And so, you know, as, as we do this, as we talk about it, you know, we, we try to make it real mysterious and really, and, and, and try to figure it out. But it's not hard. And I've got two words that I want you to, I want you to take away. It'd be available and be obedient. And I don't care if you're six years old or if you're 60. That is something that we all can do. And it's really that simple. You don't have to be super well-educated. You don't have to memorize the Bible. You don't have to be in full-time ministry to be a preacher or a celebrity. God can use you right where you are. Isaiah has his vision in Isaiah 6. And in the midst of it, he's in God's holy temple, and he's just like shuddering. He's scared. He goes, I am unholy. I am unworthy. Why am I here? In the midst of that, he heard God's voice, and God said, whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And in that moment, Isaiah, knowing that he was unworthy and sinful and broken, he said, God, here am I. Send me. Be available. Be obedient. I want to tell you guys a real quick story about Joanne, and then we'll be finishing up here real quickly. So Joanne was this little girl. She was about six years old, and she exhibited this awesome gift for being able to write stories and books. Man, her, her mom just loved her and just poured into her. And for a while, she did that, and she loved to do that. But, you know, for whatever reason, she kind of got away from that. And at age 17, you know, she's like, oh, man, this is my gift, and maybe I can go to college and do this. And she got rejected. You know, have you ever been there? Have you ever been rejected? Maybe it would be easy to give up on your gift at that point. Yeah, maybe I was wrong. Maybe God didn't give that to me. And at age 25, she lost her mom, closest person she had in her life. Her mom had fought MS for 10 years. At 26, she started and tried to do a fresh start. She moved to another country. And she ended up getting pregnant and miscarried. She lost that baby. And she felt judged. And she felt unworthy. At 27, she married the guy that had, had originally got her pregnant and started off on this wonderful life. But before very long, she, she got and found herself in a really abusive situation, getting beat. And she's just like self-esteem dropping and dropping. God, where are you at in this? And in the whole time, she wasn't using her gift. She wasn't writing. But in that relationship, she got pregnant again and had a daughter. And she thought, maybe this is it. Maybe this is the redemption in it. And the relationship just got worse and worse and worse. And by age 28, she was divorced. And she still wasn't using her gift. By age 29, she found herself almost homeless a single mother living on welfare still wasn't using her gift. At age 30, after going through all of this, she was contemplating suicide. She was fighting depression. Where do I go? And in that moment, something clicked. And I think God probably spoke to her. And guess what? She started writing. She went back to the thing that God had gifted her to do. Even though she was an ordinary person, even though she was broken, a lot like us, it carried so much baggage. By age 31, she had published her first book and she had funded that all by herself. She couldn't even afford to photocopy it and she'd send it all these uh, publishers and she had to type that out by hand several times. 
because she couldn't afford it. But she kept believing that, that she had a gift in her life to do it. So she had her first book published at 31. She is now 53 years old and has sold over 500 million books. Does anybody know who that is? Nobody knows Joanne? You guys know her as J.K. Rowling. She created the Harry Potter universe. And here's the thing, she made a difference in this world. And even since then, she continues to make a difference. She was the first billion dollar author out of Britain. And guess what? She's given away huge swaths of her wealth because God's blessed her to do it. Here was this ordinary person. And she became obedient to what God had given her in her life. And maybe you guys are like that. You find her in the same spot that she was, ordinary, nothing special, baggage. But I want you to know when you stop and you're willing to do what others won't, because it would have been so easy for her to give up. Because we've been there. Did we want to give up? Maybe you have. I know I have in my life. But when you are willing to do what others won't, God will use you to do what others can't. And so I want you guys to pause here again. What are you feeling in this moment? What are you willing to do? Are you willing to help when others are going to shy away, serve when others won't, or even give when others don't? And I don't, I don't know what that is for you. Only you know that is between you and God. Be available. Be obedient. God will use this to make a difference. And it can be super easy. Help a kid who doesn't have a role model. I love what the Germains are doing on the Good Neighbors program. Get involved in something like that. How about just giving somebody a smile and having a bad day and telling them that God cares about them? Does that cost us anything? No. But it gives you an ability to speak truth into somebody's life. Give a meal. Mow your neighbor's yard. Foster a kid. There's so many people in here that have done that. Make a hospital visit. How about just choose to break the cycle of unforgiveness and say, hey, I'm sorry this has gone on. I forgive you. Can we start over? Those are the differences that change the world by being available and obedient. Again, you may not be who you want to be at this point, but God, you are exactly who God needs you to be right where you are. Be available, be obedient. God's not looking for someone with superhuman gifts or the superhero. He's looking for somebody that's available, obedient. Someone just like you. Who among you will raise your hand and say, here am I, send me. I'm done. I want you guys to go ahead and bow your heads real quick. You know, maybe I'm speaking to some of you guys. You guys have been Christians for a long time. I don't know who you are or where you've been, but I know where I've been in my life. Maybe it's time for you just to stop running and let's give up our excuses. I'm too busy. I'm too this. I'm too that. I'm not good enough. God says you are. You were created to be a masterpiece like Sean talked about last week. Where can you be available? Where can you be obedient? Are you willing to do that? Is there anybody in here that would say, Barry, please pray for me. I'm at a spot where I think God is speaking to me and he wants to use my obedience and availability. Is there anybody in here like that? I want to pray for you guys. Father, I want to lift up the people in this room, Lord. I pray that you use their lives in a powerful, meaningful way. Help them to make a difference wherever they are and in every way, every way that you would have them to be. You've gifted them. You, are, you have given them the title of masterpiece. You love them. 
God, thank you for their willingness to serve you. And Lord, I pray that you, you touch and reach their heart and just let them know that they are worthy. Get rid of the enemy's lies in their ears. Take that away and let them know that they are enough in you. As we continue to pray, there may be some of you that just say, hey, Barry, you know, I, I don't know. I don't even know what this is all about yet. And maybe you still have to make the first steps of, uh, of being obedient and available to God. And maybe you don't have a relationship with God. And here's the thing, you're not alone. And God wants to meet you exactly where you are. And we've all stepped in this, this big mess called sin. And we've all gonna fall short and we're all gonna be unworthy. But here's the thing, God isn't calling you to be worthy on your own terms. God has made a provision. God has made a sacrifice for you. He wants to reestablish that relationship with you. So maybe you're saying, Barry, how, how do I even become available? How do, be, how do I become obedient? Well, your first step is this, is following God, accepting him for what he's given you. He's provided a lamb. He's provided a redemption. You don't have to earn your way to heaven because we can't. And he's given you that pathway to join him. So if there would be anybody in here, be, we'll be looking around. I would love to pray for you. Is there anybody in here that's in that position that just says, God, meet me where I'm at right now. I want to meet you right now. I want to be available and obedient. Father, I want to lift up this entire house, Lord, this entire gathering. Lord, thank you for the people that they are. Thank you for the provision that you've made. Thank you for the calling us and declaring us a masterpiece in your son. Lord, we want to lift up. We want to take our next steps, Lord. Give us the strength. Give us the ability. Give us the faith to move forward where God, where you would have us to move. Lord, thank you for every person in this room. And I pray that you bless their lives. And I pray that you redeem them and just give them an influence to make your name famous wherever you go. And all God's people said, amen. This is the end of this podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, be sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss another inspirational podcast. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com.